Hello there. Welcome to the premiere of the One Woman Podcast. This is for the woman you are, no matter who that is. Here, you're not a mom, not a spouse, a cook, a maid, an employee, a boss, and you're definitely not a human doorman. This is a safe space. Here, there are no expectations to fulfill. If you have ever felt stretched thin by the many roles we play as women, then this podcast is for you. My name is Jenny, and I'm coming to you from my home in Murray, Kentucky. If you haven't heard of it, I can't say I'm surprised. It is a very small town. I moved here a little less than a year ago in the hopes of narrowing down my expectations of myself and finding a semblance of peace in my life. We're just over 19,000 people, and we have a small regional state university. One year ago, I was under some of the greatest cumulative stress of my entire adult life. I'm mom to two kids. At the time, both of them were under five years old. I was also coming up on 10 years of marriage to my high school sweetheart. I found myself struggling daily to get up and live up to the expectations that mom and wife entail. I was in the sixth year of my career as a general manager in a high volume retail job. And I guess that's where the story begins with me trying to be a coach, a boss, a mentor, a friend, a businesswoman, and really just being a dam holding back the tsunami of people's stress every moment of every day. I felt responsible for keeping my employees calm and safe, and most importantly, healthy during the COVID pandemic. Every day started with a question mark, and I never knew what truth or lie I was going to be asked to pander to the people that I cared for. The back and forth of instructions from corporate became so cumbersome, and at times, in my opinion, immoral, that after literally years of dealing with the same stressors, the water finally broke free and my dam came crashing down. When we first returned to work after the shutdown, I had so much panic and anxiety walking back into work on the day we reopened. We did more business in one day than we would normally do on a Black Friday. In fact, three times more. People were so desperate to be out in public and my employees were just terrified. People weren't wearing masks. They weren't social distancing. They were trying to get in the building, even though we had a cap of people who could come in, we had to keep them outside in a line. We were more like really underpaid security guards than anything else. I wasn't allowed to ask people to wear a mask. I had customers that came in clearly sick, coughing, even coughing and sneezing on things intentionally, believe it or not, and I couldn't say anything. All the while, my employees were looking to me for advice and guidance and wondering why I wasn't doing anything better to keep them safe. I just couldn't take it anymore. I had always loved my job for being able to help people who didn't have a higher education, 
and give them skills, real world skills, that they could go out and get a job and build a life for themselves, free of any government assistance. That was what kept me going at it for so long. I felt like a failure at first. I had a moment of clarity that staying in that environment and feeling manipulated, that was my choice. And all at once, I remembered that I, the me I am, was at the center of all those expectations. And I climbed out of that flood and I walked away. Like one in four Americans last year, I thought enough is enough. And I quit my job. Fast forward to 12 months later, and I am in the thick of developing myself for the future I want and more importantly, enjoying the present that I have. I now am living free of the back-breaking strain of caring what other people think along the way. I bring this podcast to you while staring out at the rolling hills. It's quite flat here, but my property has some hilliness to it. Cows, horses, and even the occasional bald eagle in my backyard. I can hear crickets. But other than that, it's so quiet and peaceful that I can hear the autumn leaves as they drop onto the dried grass outside. Those are things that I would have barely been aware of if I had stayed where I previously lived. I was so stressed that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't see anything. It was like I was in a fog. Moving here was one enormous step in the process of becoming the person I've always wanted to be, but that I couldn't quite describe. I knew long before having children that I wanted to be a mom. And since I married my first boyfriend, I knew the role of wife and partner very early in life. But aside from those two very narrow character descriptors, I've never been able to put my finger on my actual purpose as a human being. And I have to believe that we have a reason for being here. If nothing else, I've come to think that purpose for living is to be as deeply human as possible, to really feel the human experience in all of its ups and downs and failures and temptations. As women, it's so easy to feel not human. We're not part of human rights in America. We aren't protected under the Equal Rights Amendment. Gender equality. It is lagging so far behind. We carry so much mental burden. And most of that mental burden is wrapped up in the expectations that are placed on us by society. We spend so much energy worrying about what we are supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to make others feel how we're supposed to look, things we should do or shouldn't do, what we're supposed to look like, especially. And my favorite is how we come across. All of that is garbage. Let me say that again. All of those things that we think we should be, that is just garbage. It's a waste of energy. And I don't think that those expectations were placed on us 
because any of it actually makes the world a better place. They were put on us because if we waste all our precious resources trying to please others, then we aren't left any time or energy to shake stuff up. There's no time to break a ceiling. There's no time to exceed the status quo. And there's no time to take power from those who are already in power. These roles are just busy work, meant to keep women in their place. They prevent us from saving our strength for the things that do matter, like fighting for social justice, spending quality time with our children, quality time. Maybe you want to run for office. Maybe you just want to go hiking and enjoy the natural world that we live in. The more we waste energy on things that don't matter, the more exhausted we become. And that's when we buffer. Buffering is anything we do to help take the strain off of our hurting minds. Maybe you watch a lot of TV. Maybe you eat a lot of snacks that you're not really hungry for. For me, it's shopping. I love to shop. For a lot of people, it's drinking or drugs. Whatever it is to you do to distract yourself and remove some of that mental burden, that stress, it just keeps us distracted and unable to make plans, unable to carry them out. One of the worst types of buffering I think that we all are almost all guilty of is the scrolling. Scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can literally scroll forever. It's one of the wonderful inventions of our time. There's no limit to what you can find online to distract you. And better yet, sarcasm, you can just compare yourself to all those other people out there. Again, I say, a waste of energy. And frankly, making the problem much worse. I've heard so much about being present, meditating, and how these actions can help us find peace and feel better. So I've tried it too. Let's say I do yoga every day for a couple of weeks. In fact, once I actually found my center. I found that moment of peace and I was so distracted by the fact that I had achieved this great thing that I fell over. But I didn't get anything out of it as far as being present. And eventually I stopped doing yoga. I've tried meditation and prayer. I sit and I breathe in and I breathe out. And I breathe in and I breathe out. And guess what? All I hear is breathing. Even if I can make my mind go, quote, blank, I'm not doing anything to make myself more present with the world around me. I'm just using it as another form of escape, another form of rest from the strain. The work of being present begins with the mind. It starts with unraveling what we as women have been trained to do and then freaking thinking for ourselves. It starts by compassionately stepping outside of your own mind and observing with a 
gentleness and love for yourself, looking at your thoughts and your feelings and acknowledging them as valid and then taking control back and saying, hmm, you know what, brain? You're not actually in charge here. I am. I hear what you're saying, but it's time to move on, just like a parent would say. I want to sidestep a bit and remind everyone that thinking for yourself is an act of self-love. It's not another social assignment. If you think for yourself, you will in fact make the world a better place, but not in the ways we normally associate with being women. Look, I have so much feminist guilt. On top of my crap load of mom guilt and wife guilt, I'm the guilt queen. I just know that I'm so privileged and so smart that I should be using my powers for good. But some days I can't manage to brush my hair before I leave the house. I'm tired of feeling guilty for not meeting society's expectations. And I am so freaking over feeling like a bad feminist because I'm not arranging rallies or writing letters to my congressman every week. But recently, all of that started to change for me, and I just have to share this amazing process with you. I've started listening to an amazing feminist life coach, Cara Lowenthal, and one of her episodes spoke to me so deeply. She said, thought work is feminist work. And let me tell you, I already feel so much better. By trying to work on my thoughts and manage my mind, by learning to be present with myself and make choices with my best interest in mind, I am doing exactly what I need to do to make the world better for all women. I don't know where that's going to lead, but I am so excited to find out. And you can do this work too. Over the next several weeks, I want to take you with me on my journey of self-discovery. I'm going to unpack some of the messy stuff in my head. And I want to share the incredible freedom and peace I feel learning to do this mind-blowing thought work. Wherever else this podcast will go, I have no idea. But I do know one thing. If my words can help even one other woman find her way to this incredible, life-changing, and absolutely brilliant type of work that you can do for you for free, then it will have been completely worth it. Stick around, and together let's practice some self-love and figure out how to be just one woman, one woman at a time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone that you think could use this message for good and help me start to grow my family of feminists. Select that follow button so you automatically get updated when I add content. And most importantly, love yourself, think for yourself, and thank yourself for using the last few minutes of your time to grow your mind and expand your thinking. See you next time.